0: to the Abundant Woman Collective virtual event. I am so excited that you are here. And here's the deal. Are you a Christian woman who maybe has a business or a side hustle? Have you struggled with how to incorporate your faith into business? How to maybe even surrender your business to God? If you've dealt with any of these, then this is going to be absolutely the lesson for you, the Devo for you. Also, if you have a business in general or a side hustle, make sure you tune in and watch this because my friend Rachel is the bomb.com, and I can say that because I know and love her, but listen to this as I read her bio, you're going to be, yeah, dang, she is the (laughs) bomb.com. So Rachel is a wife, mother, and Ohio native. She's a graduate of Kansas State University and the University of Mary, where she obtained her Bachelor of Science in Sociology and Master in Business Administration. As a writer, speaker, and brand mentor, she has been featured nationally and internationally on TV, podcast, radio, devotionals, and blogs. She has shared on platforms such as Family Life, TCT Television, Propel Sophia, She Speaks, Flourish Writers, and so much more. You can also find her on Uversion. Rachel is host of the Taking the Leap podcast with Rachel D. Scott, founder of the I Can't Come Down movement, and you guys. She has her first traditionally published book that will be released in March of 2024 with Moody Publishers. Rachel is deeply devoted to serving God, loving her husband, and honoring her husband, raising her children in a godly home where they experience authenticity and learn and embrace their imperfections. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming and being a guest.
1: Thank you so much for having me. You do have that bomb.com bio though. <laughs> well, thank you. I was like, Oh, I need to add the, so some stuff needs to be added a little bit. Cause you remembered it and I forgot to put it in there. Okay. You have all of this experience, all
0: of this education and all of this knowledge, but I want to hear that. But first I really want to hear like, how has God influenced your business decisions and what has that looked like? Can you tell us parts of your story?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I want to say maybe five years ago, I felt led to get a mentor. And so my husband and I, we reached out to someone that we knew and he walked us through this journey. And we had already been doing some things that were business related. We had already had a ministry. We had already seen some level uh, level of success, but also some extreme failure along the way. And so the conversation with him, he taught me something that Now I live my life by, which is seek ye first the kingdom. And every time we would sit down with him, he made us memorize scripture. I didn't even know that I could still memorize passages of scripture. Okay. (laughs) I did not know this, but I can, and I did. And I didn't understand why he was making that so important, but he's like, I I want you all and everything you do to seek first the kingdom. And so that's what I do. Everything that I do with my business is a surrendered act of service to God. I look at it, my husband and I, we say we um, build kingdom businesses or we're kingdom business planters is essentially what we do. But it's a surrendered act to God because we truly know that there are messages and things that need to go out there. And some people, they're just not ready to do it. So in my own journey, um, I feel like I grew up always having this more independent mindset and being willing to take different risks along the way. And I did everything under the sun. But one thing I noticed about myself was that I was always willing to support a new business owner. I I mean, I kid you not, I was like 14. And if if someone said, I'm selling um, cookies for such and such, I'm like, here, I've got $10. I'm going to get, I want to be your first batch of cookies that you sell. You know, I, I, I didn't connect it to any desire to be a business owner, but then I was planting seeds of service and I didn't see it as that fast forward. I One of the first things I tried doing was um, making earrings. And so I made earrings. I went to this one place, tried to sell the earrings. It was a flop. And I was like, I literally I spent days creating these earrings days, if not weeks and didn't sell any. And I'm like, okay, this isn't for me, but God, he brought it back around and he taught me so much in that of just, how to store my time? How to prepare financially? How to plan? How to make sure I'm in the right place? And so, my husband and I, once we got married, years later, we started a ministry called Better Than Blended, and we started it simply as a ministry. But understood along the way that even though it's a ministry, it needs to function like a business. We wrote books and everything like that, and that gave us the opportunity to to just stretch ourselves a little bit more. He was definitely business minded. I was business minded, and things took off from there.
0: That is so cool. And then things took off from there because now <laughs> you've added to the resume. <laughs> yeah. what does that look like for you right now in your current business?
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I shouldn't say things took off from there because then it makes it seem like it was easy and that we didn't go through a lot <laughs> after that, that we had to trust God for and seek You first the kingdom for. Um, but one thing that I've learned is even in those difficult seasons, when maybe something does not turn out the way that we wanted to it is it's connecting it to something else so in that season when we were doing blended family and focus on blended family one we learned about ourselves is that we were really skilled in branding and design we had no clue about this now my husband did do graphic design me on the other hand it was like far reaching for me okay and i'm like i don't know i don't want to know how to do any of that stuff but someone started coming to us and asking us to design things because they were seeing some of the other work that we were doing. And we're like, Oh, okay, sure. We can make that for you again, not thinking a business or anything from, it, just like, Hey, we're helping a friend. So I want to encourage you. If you have some of those, Hey, we're helping a friend moments, really leaning to that. If a friend continues to ask you for that help, right? (laughs) Because they see something that you may not see. And eventually we're like, you know, this could probably be a business. And we started a brand and design business. He started first. And then I was like, hey, I really think we need to change it into an agency because we function more like an agency. And my husband, wonderful as he is, was very stuck in the way he was doing things. So I was like, let's do it this way. I'll start an agency, you come alongside and it's done exactly what I envisioned that it would do, which is really be a blessing to other people.
0: I love that. Yeah. I feel like that's a, there's so many like business gold things and what you've said, but one of the things is that you didn't even realize that you maybe could run a business off of branding, but that's what people were asking for. And so you gave the people what they wanted and how many times we sort of miss that as women, like you're really good at baking sourdough. I don't know. And so (laughs) if people continually asking you for sourdough, then girl throw a $10 bill on that. And you have a sourdough, I mean, there's more, but you have a sourdough business, right? Like lean into what they want, what the people want to is cool. It's great advice. Why? Okay. But where do we put, how do I say this? Where do we put God into that? Where does Mm -hmm. God and his direction come into this part of the business?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like all along the way, the nudging of what to do next came from God, because we could have structured and created anything. We're the, the way that my, my brain works. I'm like, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could do that. But I had to silence my own noise and figure out what should I be doing. And every step of the way, one thing that I do is I always ask God, what is it that he is calling me to do? So say I want to come up with a new program. I want to come up with a new course. I don't just put it out there. I'm like, Lord, is this you or is this a financial need that I feel like I want to meet myself? Because if it is, it's not going to go well. If it's you, it's going to succeed or there's going to be fruit from it. So I've learned along the way. One thing is uh, oftentimes what God has for me comes to me. I don't have to overly go here, there, and everywhere and try to meet this person, try to connect with that person. God's taught me that when I have something for you, there are things that you're going to have to do practically to be prepared for it, but you may not have to do all the work to go make it happen. And the preparation he's taught me years ago, I will prepare you for things that you may not do for another two years. Okay. This is my life and journey with God where all of a sudden I will get this nudging to Go do this, 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 put this together, add this, do this. And then nothing happens. I'm like, okay, what was that even for? And then a year later, he's like, okay, go back to that. This person just asked for this very thing. And I'm like, you know what? I think I created something around that and it's there. So I've learned not to get frustrated when I'm feeling this strong nudging by the Holy Spirit to do something that doesn't seem like it's relevant for what I need to be focused on. I've learned to lean into that and recognize that as God preparing me. I always say that in our economy, we're like, okay, get a plan, prepare, and then execute. Get the plan first. But in the kingdom economy, he prepares us for the plans he has for us to execute. So it's a little different because we're preparing, preparing, and and people don't like the preparation. We don't like the preparation. I've had to come to love the fact that, ooh, he's telling me to do this. He's preparing me for something, even though I have no clue what it is yet for the plan that he already knows that he's going to want me to execute.
0: Yeah. And so many times we, I am too busy focusing on the thing or the next thing to sit in the moment and listen and fully surrender to what God has for me. Right? Like so many times as, as women, we have 35 different roles we're trying to fit in. And then we also have these, This is something I actually learned very recently, but these business coaches that maybe don't operate in their faith or they're like, they're not necessarily Christian business coaches, or you have even Instagram ads popping up at you, like make a million dollars selling this on Amazon or do this and that. And so because we have all these shiny object things, what, like what Rachel started was seek ye first the kingdom. So it's so easy to not do this. Like this is a muscle that you have to work right? You mm-hmm. have to continually seek first the kingdom in all areas of your life, but especially business, because if not in 30 seconds, you're about to get a bad popping up, telling you how to create a business, doing something else and something mm-hmm. new. And if you're not listening to what the Holy Spirit has for you and listening to the nudges, then you're just going to miss the the part where you have to sit and prepare this thing, right? For the next season. If yeah. we're really not picked it- in.
1: Exactly. And if we don't recognize, I think we have this mindset that we get this idea and we can just sit on it and we can just sit and it'll be there when we get back to it. And if we don't recognize that there has to be this urgency when God tells us to do something, because it's usually the thing that we need for the next thing. And I always say God does not give us the next instruction until we're obedient to the last. Mm -hmm. He won't. He's not going to overwhelm us. And he knows that they're all connected. So even in my business, my one thing that I noticed is my husband and I, we've seen this happen so many times, so frequently, where we're like, we need a new client. We need a new client. But yet we're still working on an old client's project that's been there for a long time. And I'm like, hey, let's let's finish up this last client. Let's get them done. And I cannot tell you, there's been moments where a couple hours after I sent, here's your final files, a new client would come come into my email. And I'm like, oh, okay, God, you know I could do more than one person at a time, right? But <laughs> this will work. <laughs> this will work. You got this. But he won't overwhelm us. And he knows what what our capacity is. And we have to be okay with that in the season that we are in. So even leaning into how God wants to run my business. God doesn't want me to have this many people in a season where my kids are super busy or I have all these other things going on. He's like, if if I am the CEO and the owner of your business and you want me to run it, you need to listen to the way that I want to run it. You are the manager. I'm the CEO. Mm.
0: Yeah. Especially if he knows also what's to come. And so if you have like, when I had the marketing agency, I remember so specifically that I had to tell this client, it was a dream client that like Christian business coach, big, all the money, all the thing, right? Everything. It was like one of those clients. And hindsight is i he was also shortly thereafter going to ask me to surrender that business. But like it, at the time, I just remember thinking why this is what we've worked for, right? Like in my mind, God, this is what we've work for. This is like gold mine client. Let's go. Like she will open the doors to so many other things. And he told me to tell her, no, I remember even writing the email, like kind of like sassy, like, I really wanted to be like, God told me no, but I explained <laughs> like what this sort of situation was. Cause she was a believer too. And so, but in that, I didn't know what was to come. And like a few short weeks later, my body was physically burnt out. Like I was going to the doctors a ton and like I didn't know that I was thinking, heck yes, add another client. And he was thinking, I see what this is going to lead to. I see what's to come. And we don't know that, which is why it's so important. Like you said, to put God in CEO mode, because he does know all and see all and he, what he has for you.
1: Yeah. And that's, that has been a huge revelation for me is he has to be there because other than that we can build our own kingdom. We can top, top it up. You know, I think about people who say, um, I thank God for this success. And I read something, I, I forgot if it was a story, but they were saying, you know, people say, I thank God for the success, but God had nothing to do with it. You did that on your own. Just because you thank him for it doesn't mean that he told you to do it. And going into being a full-time entrepreneur, one of the first things that I did was there's this ministry called Kingdom of Entrepreneurs. And uh, they talk about grace over grind, grace over grind. And I've had to find that balance within myself because there is this natural part of me that is very ambitious and can mm-hmm. go after things and can do things. But God's timing is perfect timing. So I've watched when I've gone after things prematurely and wonder why it didn't work out versus when I went after things and it was his divine, perfect timing. And over the years as an entrepreneur, I've learned, I want to be in his timing and in the center of his will. That's where I want to be, whatever that looks like for me, because I can go at my own pace, do my own thing and build my own kingdom just like that. Okay. He has created me in a way where I'm very ambitious and can do it. But then I'll look back and what did I sacrifice for that? What did I surrender um, that shouldn't have been surrendered or give away or give up? You know, I I will miss the mark every time.
0: Yeah, because every time you say yes to something, even if it's good, you're saying no to something else. And so if you're doing it in your own strife, and your own strength, I'm ambitious, too. I used to joke and be like, I'm the mix between one like hippie person who wants to live on land and like buy a cow and like a millionaire like that drive is there but (laughs) there's also this other which he knows that about us as well and so it just like you said it goes according to his timing and his will because we can do it on our own and it's hard i also learned through business the fruits of the spirit if god if i'm walking in alignment with god's will not that it's going to be easy easy is not a fruit of the spirit right But there's going to be joy. There's going to be peace. There is going to be some semblance of a flow versus like stress, burnout, grinding. None of those are listed. <laughs> like that's not right, the character right. of God. So right. I don't know. That was for somebody.
1: But yeah. <laughs> you know, what else? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go. A question that I ask myself when this there's this big opportunity and the time is not perfect, in my opinion, like this could have come at a better time. You know, I think about the scripture that says the blessings of God maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. And that becomes my test. I'm like, okay, will this make me rich? Not just financially. I mean, of course, will it increase wealth? But will it increase something else that could be a blessing to me? But will it add sorrow? It has to both make me rich and not add sorrow in order for me to feel like this is something that God has sinned and it's not a counterfeit or a distraction. Yeah so throughout my my time of especially being a business owner i've had to learn to ask myself that question when opportunities came or when i had to turn down opportunities
0: that's good that's a good like friends that are watching keep that write that sucker down and put that verse on your laptop even because don't think that the enemy don't you think that the enemy wants to keep us busy He wants to keep us distracted. He wants us to have a very successful business that is not aligned with God's will, right? Mm -hmm. Like those are the tools that he has available. And so that is what shiny object syndrome is totally from the enemy. Like, isn't that what he would want from you to distract you from your true thing, your thing, your calling, your purpose? And so post that, post it on your laptops yeah. so you see it when those emails come in when that dm comes in is
1: yeah. this is this <laughs> this is my last pressure? thing right? mm-hmm. that I want to say productivity the big thing for me has been learning to redefine productivity because when i'm in the kingdom and because i'm doing his work there are days where i'm sitting in my word all day and he will give me what might take hours for me to get and i'll get up from that and say, "Oh, I didn't do anything today," and he's like, "What? You spent time with me. You, you know, you were with the kids." I've had to learn how to redefine productivity. If this is a business that I'm allowing God to operate, I, I, I can't think productivity is that busyness, is that doing, doing, doing. Productivity is when I'm sitting there, I do devotionals, sitting in my Word and studying the Word so that I can have a devotional to write is productive. Is a productive day. But sometimes sitting outside and enjoying the weather with the silence around me because the kids are at school or they may be away or they're outside is productive. Or going for a walk, you know, that is productive. And we have to redefine productivity so that it is not productivity equals busy because that's what it has been often for us.
0: Yeah. And there's no award for being the most busiest and being the most productive, busy, busy work, right? They, yeah. I can even think of a time where uh recently my husband came home and the house was kind of a mess and was sort of like, I love you, but what did you do all day? And I was like, whoa, the air killer. First off, hey husbands, things not to say to your wives. But um but then I also it made me like self conscious. Like what did I do today? And I had to like take an inventory and like I sat and read my Bible. That was the first thing I did. I played with the kids. I didn't do any work whatsoever that day. The house was a mess, but like, and I told him, yeah, I didn't clean, obviously. I didn't even get work done, babe. I didn't do the podcast, but you know what I did? I taught your daughter how to swing a bat and I, you know what I mean? Like, and that was all kingdom work. It was discipling my children. It was, but it wasn't busy. It wasn't a clean house. (laughs)
1: Listen, I get it. Happened more than once in my life.
0: <laughs> so we might have to redefine productivity for our loved ones as
1: well. Yes, there
0: you go. <laughs> okay, I want to switch gears a tiny bit still on business, but you are a branding expert. And so, so many times, um, like in the marketing and social media marketing world, I would have clients that would come and they would sort of, well, I had a lot of clients that sort of were faith-based businesses, right? But then I had those that were Christians, but they didn't know how to blend their branding, their personal branding. They did not how to know how to involve God. And yeah. so give me your opinion and or advice on how to do that.
1: Mm, that's good. Uh, I would always say don't avoid them. If he is a natural part of everything that you do, then unapologetically have him as a part of what you do. He is a blessing upon what you are doing. So have him a part of it. You know, um, it's interesting. I think about Miles Monroe and he would always say he he unapologized he was Miles Monroe he was known for leadership he was known for kingdom but yet he was being called to some of the greatest places that we would never walk into he met with some of the most famous people in the world and they were not pushing him away they were like come on we need you here we need this message the message of god carries wisdom i've met with people and Um, They didn't even necessarily know because I didn't meet them in a space that was a Christian space, but I would sit down with them and I would just share things. They would ask me business questions. And some of these people had degrees far beyond mine. Okay. And I'm sharing wisdom with them and they're just amazed because the word of God and the message of God, when it flows through you, it's going to carry wisdom. It's applicable to every industry in every area. And when we carry that with us, we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus that's needed and to bring his heaven to earth in that area. And so I think when, when it comes to our brand, the reality of it is, especially if it's a personal brand, we can fight that internal battle of do I want people to look at me? Well, you kind of do, because other than that, they're looking at someone and they're leading them the wrong way. So if I can be a reflection because we are made in the image of God. So when they see us, they should see Christ. And so I think developing a personal brand is all about really embracing that image of God that we've been made in and allowing it to reflect Christ in the in the excellence in how we do things. And we want them to walk away and say, man, that was such an amazing experience. I felt so served. I felt so seen. I felt so heard. I felt so acknowledged. I felt like my money went to a good place and I want to help that person. You know, we want them to walk away and encounter God through our work. So absolutely having a personal brand is not about you personally, unless you make it about you. It's about the message and um, the image of God that flows through you and people can encounter Christ through you. So
0: good. Yes. And amen. and it doesn't even have to be like, it doesn't even have to be like, here's my, like I get the pleasure of posting a story that's a Bible and a scripture I just read because the abundant woman collective is teaching women to deepen their relationship with Jesus. Right? So cool. But when I had the marketing business, even though it was named Ten Ten, it was not a Christian marketing agency. We just all were believers. And so on my stories, you best believe I was talking about like, Hey, this is how God spoke to me. But on my feed, maybe my message was here's three ways to grow your following or whatever. Right. But another difference is too, is how Christians conduct their business should look vastly different than how the world conducts their business. We are women of integrity. We are women of honor. We are responsible with our time, finances, you know, all the things. We, maybe when the world's screaming, hey, let's manifest this, and I'm over here like the only manifestation I want to see is of the Holy Spirit, right? Like, it's just different. And so- That doesn't necessarily mean you have a bullhorn with Jesus on the corner, but it means that they should, like Rachel just said, see Jesus in you and how you do your business and how you manage your people and time and finances.
1: Right. And I will say this um, because of where we are at in the world, we have to be ready at some point to have the bullhorn because the agenda of the enemy is to anti, to remove Christ from the situation. And I will never forget when a friend kind of checked me on that. Cause I was like, well, you know, I have this and that's fine. But just because of where we're at, we have to be willing to surrender what we know our business to be and how it's to operate to say, if someone were to come to you and you you may not have this business that you're openly sharing about the gospel, but they asked you, we got to get ready to say, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I am? I'm am a. I am a follower of Christ is the foundation. What, one of the businesses we had, um, it was TKI. And someone asked us, well, what is TKI? What is TKI? And it meant team kingdom impact. And when we told them that they didn't work with us, but that was okay. You know, mm-hmm. we were willing to, Hey, it, it's the message of the gospel one way or another, you know, so there's that we want to be able to be ready to, to, to share our faith, but we don't have to say boom all the time. But if it comes up, we got to get ready to say something. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. And I, and 10, 10 social was John ten ten. And so people would ask me, does this mean you give 10 out of 10 service? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not that clever, but <laughs> I was like, and I would tell them like, Hey, it's out of the Bible verse, John ten ten, 10, and that he wants abundant yes. life. And I would send it to them. It's and a, ministry. Time, yes, it a ministry. Yes. you a ministry. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't care because if God's the CEO of the business, then he's going to bring the next client that likes ten ten or whatever. Right. And so, yeah, I, I do feel, I feel, yes, we won't go into this, but I sometimes, how do I say this? Sometimes even just saying I'm a firm believer in Christ or when you're asked with those questions is going to be disruptive. If you're in an industry that, well, if you're in the world at all, if your business is in the world which most of us are, then it's going to not always go over well. And it's not going to always be warm, fuzzy elephants, but elephants, but there's so many verses that talk about stand firm. And also we don't, I mean this in the most loving way. I don't care what other people think. In terms yeah. of I have one person I'm accountable to, he's the CEO of this business. If girlfriend don't want to work with me, that's okay because there's someone behind her that the Lord has already ordained mm-hmm. for me. So don't get caught up in the that or the drama yeah. that the online space can create around right. this. You stand firm and you are who you are, and you're doing the thing that called has that God has called you to. Period. Like yeah. the end. One hundred
1: percent. Yep. Yes.
0: Okay, Rachel, I want you to please spend a second and we have these women listening and they're like, heck yes, I want you to just spend a second and edify and encourage them and be their biggest cheerleader.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, one of the things that I always say is God can do more with your willingness than he could ever do with your worthiness. So even in those moments where you're wondering what God is doing, you're wondering if you're qualified to be in that room, you're wondering if you're qualified to have that conversation or to talk to that that client, you are because you are qualified through Christ. And just knowing that you are an image bearer for Christ, you have been made in his image and he wants to do great works through you on his behalf. And so I just want to encourage you as you begin to do the thing that God has called you to do, don't allow the lies of the enemy to come in and to pluck up that seed of truth that he has already given you. Many of you have already heard confirmations. Friends have already said things to you. They have already just told you this is what you should be doing and you're delaying in that thing that God has called you to do. But I want to encourage you to just move forward. Do the next thing that he's told you to do. Uh, You may have a little bit of fear and we just tell fear to, to go get thee behind me and we're gonna move forward in exactly what he has called us to do, even if we don't have the full picture, because we may not, we may not. Sometimes he is a lamp to our feet, and sometimes he's a light into our path. Sometimes he shows us the next step, and sometimes he'll show us the full path. Whatever way that he shows us, he's guiding our steps. I love it, so good.
0: Okay, friends that are watching, we have some exciting things, one of which is if you click the link below, you can find Rachel on social media. Go say hi, add her as a friend blow up her inbox um go check out her website uh but also she has graciously offered um a free gift for us in for all of the watchers so rachel what is your free gift
1: it is the ultimate branding guide and it is just helping you walk through understanding branding um and all the things that you would need to establish a strong brand
0: Love it. Thank you. And for those of you that are VIP, you have upgraded to VIP access, which includes all the recordings. And then a lot, like most of the speakers are offering a free gift inside of this VIP bundle. So if you have not upgraded, stop wasting time and click the link below to do that. And Rachel has also offered um, coaching, a consulting coaching call. Rachel, tell us about that for the um, bundle.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, discovery call. So we would hop on a call and just talk through the things that you're feeling God is calling you to do, where you're feeling stuck, and see you know where we could go from there, and definitely just some strategy, strategizing some of those areas. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much, and thank you so much for this time and this session and all of your wisdom.
1: Thank you so much for having me.